Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. In the New Covenant, we have boldness to enter into the Holy of Holies by a new and living way. For so long, I was just always reaching out towards God. Where are you, Lord? But when I heard Andrew's message, it was just like the light bulb went off, and I just like knew God is here with us. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our Friday's broadcast of the Gospel Truth. Today, I'm beginning on the last part of this teaching on hardness of heart. This is the end of my third week. I talked about what the crisis of having a hardened heart is, what, what is a hardened heart. Then we talked about the cause of a hardened heart. And now we're talking about what is the cure for the hardened heart. And if you followed this teaching, well, then the cure is really obvious. Let me just go back and say some things that a hardened heart is not only describing a person who's in rebellion towards God or a God-hater, but a hardened heart, the word hardened means cold, insensitive, unfeeling, or unyielding. And I think if you'd be honest, every one of us would have to admit that there's some area of our life that we are insensitive and unyielding to the Lord. Some people have trouble hearing the voice of the Lord. Some people know that it's God's will to produce healing in your body, but you seem to be unable to receive it because what the Bible would call that is a hardened heart. You are insensitive towards the Lord. You are more sensitive to or dominated by what the doctor says, by what your body feels, than you are by what the Word of God says. And so everybody has some area of their life that you are insensitive to the Lord. Now, you may be more sensitive to the Lord than you've been in the past, but every one of us could be more sensitive, more dominated by the spiritual realm than we are by the physical realm. And so we've talked about that. Then the cause, what causes that in Mark chapter 6 and in verse 52, it says that their heart was hardened because they considered not the miracle of the loaves. And so what you consider is what determines what your heart is going to be sensitive to. And the word consider means to study, ponder, deliberate, examine, focus upon, think upon, meditate. That's what it's talking about. And the things that we focus our attention upon is what's going to dominate us. And the sad fact is the average person in this modern society is more dominated by all of the natural input than we are by spiritual input. You get spiritual input through studying the Word of God, through personal relationship with the Lord, prayer and relationship with the Lord. You get it through communion and fellowship with other believers. God speaks to you through them, through going to church and things like that. And the sad fact is most people do not spend much time in the Word of God. They don't have a real strong relationship where they hear directly from the Lord And so they have to depend upon somebody else, in a sense, spoon-feeding them, which may help to a degree, but you are never going to reach your full potential until you grow up and learn how to start feeding yourself and focusing on the things of the Lord. So anyway, I've spent uh, over a week, probably 10 days, talking about what is the cause of a hardened heart, and it's because we we are overwhelmed with information from this world. We're focused upon that. We're looking at our problems through only physical, natural eyes. We aren't evaluating things spiritually. And I've already dealt with this. 
to a great degree. I know that not everybody watches every day. And even if you watch, you sleep in between and things happen. You need to get this teaching so that you can go back over that. And next week is going to be my last time to offer that. But you need to get to where you look at the world through the lens of the Word of God and what God's Word has to say. So that if a doctor says that you're going to die, that's not final. For you. Now, see, if you don't look at things through the Word of God and you don't realize that all things are possible with God and you're just l looking at things in the natural realm, if the doctor gives you a death sentence, then most people just fall apart like a $2 suitcase and think this is the end because, after all, the, there's nothing that the doctors can do. But if you are looking at things through the Word of God, if your heart is focused on God and in relationship with Him, you'll recognize that there's nothing impossible with God. It's no big deal for God to heal cancer or blindness or deafness or anything. And I know that some of the things I'm saying right now, there's people watching this that are thinking, you are absolutely crazy. Well, that's because you do not see things through the Word of God. But when you get into the Word of God and you see how the Lord has done things for other people, and then he said that he's no respecter of persons. What he's done for somebody else, he'll do for you. It changes the way you think. It changes your heart. Your heart becomes sensitive to more than just this physical, natural realm. Man, that is important. So whatever you focus your attention upon, that is going to dominate you. If you are dominated by fear and doubt, and anger and bitterness and hurt and poverty and sickness, it's because that's where your focus is, is on just the natural realm. Now, you may be praying for supernatural results, but your focus is on the natural realm. And as you think in your heart, that's the way that you will be, regardless of what your prayer is. The way you think in your heart is the way you're going to be. And there's some of you praying for healing, but you don't see yourself healed. You think sick. You know, I gave this example already, but Connie Weiskopf, a woman who was healed of cancer, when she was diagnosed with cancer, all of her friends said, you need to learn everything you can about cancer. And boy, the Lord spoke to her and said, no, it's just the opposite. You need to learn everything you can about healing. And she got into the Word and she got healed. But see, this is what most people do. They just focus on the natural. What can I do in the natural? And their focus, their faith is in the natural instead of in the supernatural. I'm not against doctors. I've said these things on previous programs. But I like it when the doctors give up on a person and they come to me and they say, there's nothing they can do. I've sent home to die. I like that because that means that no longer is their focus on just the natural realm, trying some holistic thing or something like this. And I'm not against any of those things, but I'm saying that people get their focus in the natural and yet try and get supernatural results. I like it when they give up on you in the natural and say, there's no hope, it's over. Then you have nothing to hold you and you can just focus on what God's Word says and how you can receive supernaturally. That's actually a positive experience. I know that not many people think that way, but that's the reason not many people walk in healing and see prosperity and deliverance and things is because they are, in a sense, held captive. They are slaves to the natural. 
WE ALL LIVE IN THE NATURAL. I'M NOT SAYING THAT WE IGNORE IT. THERE'S CERTAIN NATURAL THINGS THAT YOU HAVE TO DO. IF YOU'RE DEALING WITH HEALTH ISSUES, YOU NEED TO EAT RIGHT. YOU NEED TO EXERCISE. YOU DON'T NEED TO PUT POISON IN YOUR BODY AND ON AND ON, STUFF LIKE THAT. THERE'S NATURAL THINGS THAT YOU NEED TO DO, BUT YOU CAN'T JUST TRUST THE NATURAL ALONE. YOU HAVE TO TRUST GOD. THERE'S THINGS IN THE SPIRITUAL THAT AFFECT YOUR HEALTH. THE SCRIPTURE SAYS THAT A MERRY HEART DOES GOOD LIKE A MEDICINE. IT SAYS THAT IF YOU HONOR THE LORD, IT WILL EXTEND YOUR LIFE. YOU'LL LIVE LONG ON THE EARTH. THAT THE WORD OF GOD IS HEALTH UNTO ALL OF YOUR FLESH AND LIFE UNTO THOSE THAT FIND IT. SEE, IT'S NOT JUST PHYSICAL. THERE ARE SOME PHYSICAL THINGS THAT YOU NEED TO DO. DON'T ABUSE YOUR BODY AND EXPECT TO GET A LONG LIFE. BUT AT THE SAME TIME, DON'T JUST LIMIT YOUR FAITH IN JUST DOING PHYSICAL, NATURAL THINGS AND FORGET EMOTIONAL THINGS. A MERRY HEART DOES GOOD LIKE A MEDICINE. HONORING YOUR PARENTS. THE WORD OF GOD IS HEALTH UNTO YOUR FLESH. YOU NEED TO REMEMBER THESE THINGS. YOU CAN'T BE LIMITED TO JUST THE PHYSICAL, NATURAL REALM. SO IF YOU UNDERSTAND ALL OF THE THINGS THAT I'VE TAUGHT HERE FOR THREE WEEKS, THEN THE CURE IS REALLY SIMPLE. I'VE TALKED ABOUT THE CRISIS, OF A HARDENED HEART, THE CAUSE OF A HARDENED HEART, AND NOW THE CURE FOR A HARDENED HEART IS JUST AS SIMPLE AS YOU JUST NEED TO KEEP YOUR FOCUS UPON GOD CONSTANTLY. AND THAT'S REALLY THAT SIMPLE. AND IF YOU you, uh, UNDERSTOOD HOW TO DO THAT, WELL, THEN WE COULD END THE SERIES RIGHT NOW AND SAY THAT'S IT. JUST FOCUS ON GOD. SEEK GOD WITH YOUR WHOLE HEART AND YOUR HEART WILL BE SENSITIVE TO GOD. THAT'S REALLY HOW SIMPLE IT IS. BUT LET ME POINT OUT SOME THINGS HERE THAT MOST PEOPLE DON'T EVEN BELIEVE THAT IT'S POSSIBLE TO JUST SEEK GOD CONSTANTLY. THEY GO IN SPURTS. AT THE VERY BEST, THE MOST COMMITTED CHRISTIANS USUALLY ARE PEOPLE THAT WILL HAVE A DEVOTIONAL TIME, AND THEY WILL COMMIT THEMSELVES FOR, SAY, 15 MINUTES OR 30 MINUTES A DAY OR WHATEVER IT IS, AND THEY WILL FOCUS ON THE LORD DURING THAT PERIOD OF TIME. BUT THEN ONCE THEY COME OUT OF THEIR DEVOTIONAL CLOSET, THEY GO TO WORK, AND THE TIME THAT THEY SPENT STUDYING THE WORD OR PRAYING USUALLY DOESN'T EVEN IMPACT THEIR DAY. THEY COULD BE AS MEAN AS A SNAKE. THEY COULD GO INTO THEIR SALESMAN MODE WHERE THEY START MISREPRESENTING THEIR PRODUCT AND NOT EVEN REALIZE THAT THAT'S IN CONFLICT. SO I'M NOT SAYING THAT HAVING A DEVOTIONAL TIME IS BAD. IT'S BETTER THAN NOT HAVING A DEVOTIONAL TIME. BUT IF YOU ONLY FOCUS ON THE LORD FOR 30 MINUTES A DAY OR WHATEVER THAT PERIOD OF TIME IS, AND THEN THE REST OF THE DAY IS YOURS, AND YOU WILL SIT THERE, (coughs) EXCUSE ME, AND YOU'LL WATCH THINGS THAT DON'T GLORIFY GOD. YOU WILL LISTEN TO THINGS. YOU WILL ALLOW UNBELIEF TO COME UNTO YOU. YOU WILL OPERATE IN VALUES AND STUFF THAT ARE CONTRARY TO WHAT THE WORD OF GOD SAYS. WELL, THEN YOU, IN A SENSE, HAVE JUST VOIDED THAT DEVOTIONAL TIME. WE NEED TO GET TO WHERE OUR HEARTS AND OUR MINDS ARE STAYED ON GOD CONSTANTLY. YOU KNOW, I HAD... (coughs) I WAS INTERVIEWED ON A TELEVISION PROGRAM JUST LAST WEEK, AND A LADY THAT WAS INTERVIEWING ME, WE TALKED ABOUT A NUMBER OF THINGS, BUT IT CAME AROUND TO, WHAT IS YOUR PRAYER LIFE LIKE? AND I SAID, I'M GOING TO SHOCK A LOT OF PEOPLE. BECAUSE MOST PEOPLE THINK THAT, MAN, you, YOU NEED TO HAVE THESE LONG, EXTENDED PERIODS OF TIME. I COULD TEACH ON THAT. I'VE GOT AN ENTIRE SERIES ON A BETTER WAY TO PRAY, THAT IF SOME OF THE THINGS I'M GOING TO SAY RIGHT NOW RUFFLE YOUR FEATHERS, YOU OUGHT TO GET THAT TEACHING. I THINK IT WOULD REALLY, REALLY HELP YOU. BUT IN MATTHEW, CHAPTER 6, JESUS SAID, DON'T THINK THAT YOU'LL BE HEARD FOR YOUR MUCH SPEAKING. 
YOUR FATHER KNOWS WHAT YOU HAVE NEED OF, ET CETERA. AND BASICALLY, WHEN I STARTED SEEKING THE LORD, I WOULD PRAY FOUR OR FIVE HOURS A DAY. I MEAN JUST SHUT IN A ROOM, FOCUSED. I'VE PRAYED AS MUCH AS 17 HOURS AT A TIME, SHUT UP DURING THIS ONE TIME THAT WAS REALLY CRITICAL IN MY LIFE. I MEAN, I SPENT 17 HOURS IN ONE DAY SPEAKING, PRAYING, AND WALKING AND DOING THINGS. I HAVE HAD LONG EXTENDED PERIODS OF TIME. JESUS DID THAT. HE'D PRAY ALL NIGHT LONG. BUT IF YOU... IF YOU LOOK IN THE SCRIPTURES, THERE'S ONLY TWO OR THREE TIMES THAT HE PRAYED ALL NIGHT LONG. THAT IS NOT THE MAJORITY OF THE WAY THAT HE PRAYED. AND I REALLY DO NOT THINK THAT YOU CAN SUSTAIN PRAYING 10, 15 HOURS A DAY OR FIVE HOURS A DAY OR TWO HOURS A DAY THE WAY THAT PEOPLE ARE TALKING ABOUT. I'VE GOTTEN NOW TO WHERE THE WAY THAT I PRAY IS I AM IN COMMUNION WITH THE LORD CONSTANTLY. YOU KNOW, I MAKE THESE PROGRAMS. I TEACH. AND THEN I WALK BACK TO A ROOM OVER HERE AND I CHANGE MY SHIRT AND I COME BACK AND MAKE ANOTHER ONE. You, WE USUALLY MAKE AROUND 10 PROGRAMS IN A DAY'S TIME. AND I CAN GUARANTEE YOU, I REMEMBER JUST THE LAST TIME WHEN WE WERE WALKING BACK HERE, I WAS PRAYING ABOUT, GOD, WHAT SCRIPTURE DO I USE NEXT? AND I'M JUST SITTING HERE AND CONSTANTLY IN COMMUNION WITH THE LORD. I'M PRAYING AND TALKING TO THE LORD CONSTANTLY. YOU KNOW, THE BIBLE SAYS PRAY WITHOUT CEASING, AND I THINK THERE'S MULTIPLE WAYS YOU CAN TAKE THAT. THAT MEANS WHEN YOU START PRAYING FOR SOMETHING, DON'T QUIT UNTIL YOU SEE IT DONE. DON'T GIVE UP ON YOUR PRAYERS. BUT I ALSO THINK, that, think IT MEANS THAT YOU'RE JUST SUPPOSED TO BE CONSTANTLY IN COMMUNION WITH THE LORD. I DON'T HAVE A TIME WHERE I JUST DO A LITTLE DEVOTION AND I'M FOCUSED ON GOD AND THEN THE REST OF THE DAY IS MINE AND I'M DOING WHATEVER. MAN, I'M TRYING TO STAY FOCUSED ON THE LORD CONSTANTLY. NOW, I WILL ADMIT THAT I GO WALKING A LOT, AND DURING THE TIME THAT I'M WALKING, I AM PRAYING FOR AN HOUR OR TWO JUST STRAIGHT, AND I'M FOCUSED ON THE LORD AND IN COMMUNION. AND WHEN I'M DRIVING, MAN, I PRAY A LOT WHEN I'M DRIVING, BUT I DON'T HAVE A STRUCTURED PRAYER TIME TO WHERE I JUST GO IN AND PRAY FOR A CERTAIN TIME. I'M NOT SAYING THAT THAT'S WRONG. IF YOU DO IT WITH THE RIGHT ATTITUDE, IT COULD BE GOOD DISCIPLINE ON YOU AND IT COULD ACCOMPLISH SOMETHING, BUT IT ALSO CAN BECOME JUST LEGALISTIC TO WHERE YOU ARE DOING THIS FEELING LIKE YOU'VE GOT TO DO THIS IN ORDER FOR GOD TO LOVE YOU AND ACCEPT YOU, AND THAT'S NOT, that's not THE RIGHT ATTITUDE AT ALL. I BELIEVE THAT THE LORD WANTS US JUST TO RELATE TO HIM JUST TO FELLOWSHIP WITH HIM. KEEP OUR MINDS STAYED UPON HIM CONSTANTLY. AND EVERYTHING, IF I'M DRIVING DOWN THE ROAD AND IF I LISTEN TO THE NEWS AND THEY COME OUT AND SAY THAT THIS IS HAPPENING, THEY TALK, YOU KNOW, AT THE TIME I'M MAKING THESE PROGRAMS, THEY'RE TALKING ABOUT A CORONAVIRUS THAT HAS KILLED HUNDREDS OF PEOPLE AROUND THE WORLD, AND THEY'RE TALKING ABOUT THAT. BUT INSTEAD OF ME JUST THINKING ABOUT THAT AND HEARING THIS INFORMATION AND LETTING THIS STUFF COME INTO ME, I WILL SIT THERE AND PROCESS IT, AND I'LL BE PRAYING. AND I'LL SAY, I EVEN SAY THIS OUT LOUD. I SAY, FATHER, THANK YOU THAT NO VIRUS HAS ANY PLACE IN MY LIFE. MAN, WHEN A GERM TOUCHES ME, IT DIES. I AM A GERM GRAVEYARD, AND I WILL SIT THERE AND USE... I'LL SPEAK MY FAITH. THAT'S PRAYER. I'M IN RELATIONSHIP WITH THE LORD, AND I'LL SIT HERE AND PRAY ABOUT IT. AND HOW SHOULD I RESPOND TO THIS? WE'VE GOT SOME PEOPLE OVER IN HONG KONG THAT I JUST TALKED TO MY ASSISTANT AND SAID, WE NEED TO GO CHECK ON THEM AND SEE IF THEY WANT TO COME OUT, IF THEY WANT TO COME BACK HERE FOR A WHILE AND STUFF AND AVOID BEING EXPOSED TO THIS. AND SO I, I PRAY ABOUT THINGS. I DON'T JUST... I DON'T JUST HAVE A CERTAIN PERIOD OF TIME THAT I'M FOCUSED ON THE LORD. I'M TRYING TO FOCUS ON THE LORD AND STAY IN AN ATTITUDE OF PRAYER AND PRAY WITH GOD 24 HOURS A DAY. AND, YOU KNOW, I DON'T DO IT PERFECTLY. I DON'T MEAN TO PRESENT THAT, BUT 
I DO IT TO SUCH A DEGREE THAT DURING THE NIGHT, MY DREAMS ARE ALL ABOUT THE LORD. I PRAY IN MY DREAMS. I TALK TO THE LORD IN MY DREAMS. I'M NOT SAYING YOU HAVE TO DO THAT. MY WIFE IS THE KIND THAT SAYS SHE DOESN'T DREAM. AND I KNOW SHE DOES BECAUSE I'VE HEARD HER TALK IN HER SLEEP SOME, AND SO SHE DOES HAVE DREAMS, BUT SHE DOESN'T REMEMBER IT. BUT I REMEMBER MY DREAMS. WHEN I'M SLEEPING, IT'S LIKE I'M AWAKE. SOMETIMES IT'S HARD FOR ME TO TELL IF I'M AWAKE OR ASLEEP BECAUSE MY MIND'S STILL GOING. AND DURING THE WHOLE TIME I'M SLEEPING, I'M PRAYING, I'M TALKING TO THE LORD ABOUT THINGS. I'M JUST SAYING I DON'T HAVE... I CAN'T REDUCE MY PRAYER LIFE TO I SPEND ONE HOUR A DAY PRAYING. THAT'D BE LIKE BEING WITH MY WIFE AND WE ARE TOGETHER 24 HOURS A DAY. AND IF I COULD SAY I SPENT ONE HOUR WITH JAMIE TODAY AND YET I HAD ACCESS TO HER FOR 24 HOURS, I DON'T THINK THAT'S VERY GOOD RELATIONSHIP. JAMIE AND I, WHEN, YOU KNOW, WE'RE APART DOING SOMETHING DIFFERENT, BUT WHEN I'M AT HOME AND I'M WITH HER, WE'RE TOGETHER ALL DAY LONG AND WE'LL TALK ALL DAY LONG. AND WE MAY BE DOING SOMETHING DIFFERENT. THERE MIGHT BE SOMETHING ELSE THAT'S OCCUPIED OUR ATTENTION, BUT I'M NEVER UNAWARE OF HER. AND IF SHE WAS TO SAY SOMETHING, I'M LISTENING CONSTANTLY. I THINK THAT WE NEED TO HAVE A RELATIONSHIP WHERE OUR MINDS ARE STAYED UPON GOD, ISAIAH 26, 3. AND it's, WE JUST LIVE THERE. WE ARE FOCUSED ON THE SPIRITUAL REALM. ANYTIME SOMEBODY TELLS US SOMETHING IN THE NATURAL, WE DON'T JUST GET LOCKED INTO ONLY WHAT THE PHYSICAL FACTS ARE, BUT WE LOOK BEHIND THAT. GOD, IS THIS TRUE? IS THIS THE WAY IT HAS TO BE? CAN THIS BE DONE DIFFERENTLY? AND I JUST... EVERYTHING THAT COMES AT ME, I FOCUS LIKE THAT. AND I KNOW SOME OF YOU MAY THINK I'M EXAGGERATING AND STUFF, BUT THIS this IS THE WAY THAT I LIVE. AGAIN, I DON'T DO IT PERFECTLY, BUT ANY TIME THAT I DO HAVE SOMETHING ELSE GRAB MY ATTENTION AND TURN ME AWAY FROM JUST BEING TOTALLY FOCUSED ON THE LORD, IT DOESN'T TAKE VERY LONG FOR ME TO BEGIN TO START RECOGNIZING THE DIFFERENCE. AND I MEAN, I GET BACK JUST AS QUICKLY AS I CAN. BUT THERE ARE SOME PEOPLE THAT THEY JUST LIVE IN THE NATURAL WORLD. THEY THINK IN THE NATURAL. They THEY RELATE TO PEOPLE IN THE NATURAL. They, THEY ACT LIKE ONLY HUMAN BEINGS. THEY DON'T REALIZE WHO THEY ARE AND THAT THEY HAVE GOD LIVING ON THE INSIDE OF THEM. AND SO THEY LIVE IN THE NATURAL. AND THEN WHEN EVERYTHING GOES WRONG AND they, THEY HAVE A TRAIN WRECK, THEN THEY GET SPIRITUAL. AND THEN THEY GET TO SEEKING THE LORD. AND GOD, WHAT SHOULD I DO ABOUT THIS SITUATION? I DON'T WAIT UNTIL A TRAIN WRECK. I'M CONSTANTLY TRYING TO SEEK THE LORD. AND I PERSONALLY BELIEVE GOD HAS KEPT ME FROM MAKING MISTAKES THOUSANDS OF TIMES JUST BECAUSE I'M IN COMMUNION WITH HIM. SO, AGAIN, GOING BACK TO THE the THIRD PART OF THIS TEACHING, AFTER YOU TALK ABOUT THE CRISIS OF A HARDENED HEART AND THEN WHAT CAUSES YOUR HEART TO BE HARDENED BECAUSE YOU'RE FOCUSED, YOU'RE CONSIDERING OTHER THINGS, THEN THE CURE IS OBVIOUS. YOU JUST NEED TO TURN AROUND AND FOCUS ON GOD CONSTANTLY. YOU NEED TO BE FOCUSED ON HIM. AND I KNOW AS I'M SAYING THIS, THERE'S SOME OF YOU RIGHT NOW THAT ARE THINKING, OH, MAN, HOW COULD I DO THAT AND STILL WATCH FIVE, TEN HOURS OF TELEVISION A DAY AND DO ALL OF THE STUFF THAT YOU DO? THIS PROBABLY WILL MAKE A BIG DIFFERENCE IN YOUR LIFESTYLE. FIRST OF ALL, I DON'T THINK THAT YOU CAN FIVE FIVE OR TEN HOURS WORTH OF GOOD THINGS TO WATCH AND TO READ PER DAY JUST OUT IN THIS WORLD SYSTEM. I DON'T THINK THAT THERE'S THAT MUCH GOOD STUFF, BUT EVEN IF YOU COULD, JUST BEING OCCUPIED WITH THE NATURAL FOR FIVE OR TEN HOURS A DAY WOULD NOT BE GOOD. YOU NEED TO GET TO WHERE YOU CAN FOCUS ON GOD, STILL GO TO WORK, AND STILL DO THINGS. I HAVE PEOPLE ALL THE TIME SAY, BUT YOU KNOW, YOU'RE A PREACHER. 
It's different for you because you don't work a secular job. I work a job and I've got to keep my mind on my job and do things like this. I can't be focused on the Lord. Well, let me ask you this. Can you go to work and still be worried about something? You know, if one of your kids is messing up and, and you've got a problem, you're thinking about them, but yet you go to work and you can do your job. You can go to work and worry about your finances all day long. It never really be out of your mind and yet it's in the back of your mind, but you're still able to function and to do your job. Well, the same part of you that worries is the same part of you that meditates on the things of God. Worry is nothing but just meditation on what could possibly go wrong, thinking worst-case scenario. Keeping your mind stayed upon the Lord is the same part of you that worries, but it's just doing it in a positive way. You are thinking about the goodness of God. You're remembering the scriptures that He's spoken to you. So the point I'm making is if you can go to work and worry all day long, you could go to work and keep your mind stayed upon the Lord all day long. I know that most people don't even believe that's possible, but look at this passage of Scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3. It says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. This verse says that you can bring every thought into captivity and under obedience to Christ. You do not have to let your mind wander. You do not have to let all of the stuff that is occupying people that don't know the Lord, you do not have to be dominated by that. Now again, you, I don't believe God wants us to live in a monastery and just stick our head in the sand and try and ignore it. TO SOME DEGREE, WE NEED TO WITHDRAW AND NOT LET THE SEWAGE OF THIS WORLD FLOW THROUGH OUR MINDS. BUT WE LIVE IN A FALLEN WORLD. THERE IS GOING TO BE SOME CONTACT WITH UNGODLY PEOPLE AND UNGODLY ATTITUDES AND VALUES. BUT YOU CAN STILL KEEP YOUR MIND STAYED ON THAT REGARDLESS OF WHAT'S GOING ON AROUND YOU. AND THE PEOPLE WHO SAY, BUT YOU'RE A PREACHER AND IT'S DIFFERENT FOR YOU. I HAVEN'T ALWAYS BEEN A PREACHER. YOU KNOW WHAT? I WENT THROUGH THE ARMY. AND IN THE ARMY, I WAS EXPOSED TO UNGODLINESS ON A SCALE THAT I HAD NEVER SEEN BEFORE. TERRIBLE, TERRIBLE THINGS. AND YET, I GUARANTEE YOU, I WAS IN COMMUNION WITH THE LORD. I WAS PRAYING AND SEEKING THE LORD THE ENTIRE TIME, ASKING GOD TO GIVE ME OPPORTUNITIES TO SPEAK INTO THAT DARKNESS AND TO MAKE A DIFFERENCE, SPEAKING AND ASKING GOD TO KEEP THOSE THINGS THAT I WAS SEEING OTHERS DO FROM AFFECTING ME. AND I WAS TOTALLY IN COMMUNION WITH THE LORD, EVEN THOUGH I WAS IN VERY NEGATIVE SITUATIONS. AND I'VE PROVEN THAT YOU CAN KEEP YOUR MIND STAYED UPON THE LORD. YOU DON'T HAVE TO BE A PREACHER. MATTER OF FACT, THE PEOPLE THAT SAY, WELL, YOU'RE A PREACHER, THEY DON'T UNDERSTAND. I GOT 650 EMPLOYEES. I HAD MEETINGS YESTERDAY FROM, I DON'T KNOW, IT STARTED LIKE 8 IN THE MORNING AND I WENT UNTIL 8 AT NIGHT. I PUT IN 12 HOURS YESTERDAY AND I HAD MEETINGS NONSTOP. FOR YOU TO THINK THAT A PREACHER DOESN'T HAVE ANYTHING TO DO, you, YOU AREN'T A PREACHER, APPARENTLY. YOU DON'T KNOW. SO ANYWAY, IT HAPPENS TO PREACHERS. IT HAPPENS TO ANYBODY. THERE'S JUST ALL KINDS OF THINGS BUYING FOR OUR ATTENTION, AND YOU CAN KEEP YOUR MIND STAYED UPON THE LORD. AND IF YOU DO, IF THAT'S ALL YOU CONSIDER, THEN YOU WILL HAVE A SENSITIVE HEART TOWARDS GOD, AND YOU WILL BECOME HARDENED TOWARDS THE THINGS OF THE DEVIL. I'M OUT OF TIME TODAY, BUT NEXT WEEK IS GOING TO BE MY LAST TIME TO OFFER THIS 
OVER MY PROGRAM. I'VE GOT THIS BOOK ENTITLED HARDNESS OF HEART, AND THEN I HAVE CD'S AND DVD'S THAT ALSO GO THROUGH THIS TEACHING, AND I PROMISE YOU THIS WOULD MAKE A HUGE DIFFERENCE IN YOUR LIFE. SO PLEASE LISTEN TO OUR ANNOUNCER. PLEASE CALL OR WRITE TODAY TO RECEIVE THE MATERIALS, AND JOIN ME AGAIN NEXT MONDAY FOR THE GOSPEL TRUTH. Andrew's complete series titled Hardness of Heart is available in either a CD or DVD album and a book in either English or Spanish. Each of these valuable resources is available for a gift of any amount when you write or call. This entire series is also available for audio download absolutely free from our website. Go to awmi.net to see all the ways you can get this teaching. Hardness of heart is something that just revolutionized me. It, it was a revelation that has really given direction to my life, that I try and spend as much time as possible considering, focused on the things of God, because it makes my heart sensitive to God. This will help you, so request these materials today. You can get these products as part of the Hardness of Heart package, which includes both books and your choice of either CD or DVD albums from both Hardness of Heart and How to Become a Water Walker. The Hardness of Heart package has a catalog value of $75, but you can receive all of these valuable resources for just $55. The individual topic highlighted on today's broadcast is available as an audio CD for a gift of any amount when you write or call. We encourage everyone to give because there's a blessing in giving. But if you're simply unable to afford it, Andrew and his partners will provide today's teaching free of charge. We want to say a special thank you to the Grace Partners of Andrew Womack Ministries. Your gifts make it possible to put free ministry materials into the hands of many people in need. If you're not already a Grace Partner, we ask you to pray about becoming one today. You can become a Grace Partner or order resources through our website at awmi.net. While there, you can discover more product details and download additional free resources. Or call our helpline Monday through Friday from 4.30 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. Mountain Time at 719-635-1111. I wanted to let you know that we have now teamed up with a ministry called I Donate so that we can receive cars and boats and stocks and jewelry. We have only done this a very short period of time and already we've had tens of thousands of dollars worth of things donated. People, you know, that don't have cash, but they have something that they want to donate. So if you're interested in that, you can follow the information on the screen and participate and we would love to help you give these assets to the ministry. I want to encourage you to check out a brand new program that we created at Gospel Truth TV. This is an original program with Tony Dungy and James Brown. They're both at the top of their game. Tony is an award-winning, Super Bowl-winning coach. Uh, James Brown is uh, at the top of his game announcing sports things. I mean, they are Awesome men, they do an interview on Beyond the Game with JB and Tony is what we've entitled it. And they interview these sports figures and share things with you that usually get cut out on the secular networks. These sports figures are gonna share their heart 
with you about their relationship with the Lord, and I tell you, it'll be a blessing. So check it out, 9.30 a.m., 9.30 p.m., twice a day on Sundays on gospeltruth.tv. I'd like to give you an invitation to join me on April the 24th and the 25th at Karis Christian Center in Colorado Springs. And my good friends, Ashley and Carly Terradez are hosting a conference there. And it's gonna be the Abundant Life event. I'm gonna be one of the speakers. And I tell you, Ashley and Carly, they're the ones that their little daughter, Hannah, was healed of an incurable disease. And they are preaching the Word of God. They're seeing great miracles happen. And it's just an honor for me to be associated with them and to be at this conference. Remember, it's the 24th through the 25th in Colorado Springs, Colorado, at Karis Christian Center for the Abundant Life event.